Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. This is your host, Dick Crawford, and today we are offering a connection to important information. Proposition 19 was passed by California voters last year, and it becomes effective April 1st, just a few months, or excuse me, just a month away. With me this morning is Mr. Pete Juan, a fellow realtor up the road in Pasadena, and Pete and I often compare notes on real estate issues, and today we're reviewing the primary provisions of Prop 19 for you. Much of the information we're sharing today comes from a uh, public resource that's provided by the California Association of Realtors, and that uh, website is caprop19.org, and we'll give that to you at the end of the podcast as well, but it is caprop19.org, and that will really help you understand uh, these issues as well. The intent today is for you, the listener, and, and our fellow homeowners, to get an idea of how Prop 19 might affect you and, just as importantly, how you can use it to your advantage. Uh, we're not going to go too far into the weeds uh, today, of course, because there's plenty of nuances to it. And we certainly don't know it all, uh, which is precisely why we always recommend you discuss the details with a real estate attorney or your tax professional before you make big decisions like this that affect your tax dollars. So there you have it. Pete, good morning. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, great to be here, Dick. Thanks for putting this on. And uh, I think it's a great topic that, um, you know, a lot of people in California voted for this, but they don't really know the ramifications of it. So this is a great opportunity to discuss those and uh, those issues and uh, how people might be able to use uh, the benefits of uh, this new proposition. It's our very own public service right here. So let's, That's just right. Dive right, <laughs> let's just dive right in, starting with some basics. California's property tax rate is 1% on the assessed value of your home, and there's other voter-approved fees and assessments that, that show up on the bill, but this morning we're going to focus on just the assessed value. Give us some background on that, if you would. So your property's assessed value is the value listed on your property tax bill on which the property tax is calculated. It is typically the fair market value of your home at the time you bought it, which then is raised annually by up to 2% under Proposition 13, which was passed, overwhelmingly passed back in uh, 1979. So your home's market value raises faster than your assessed value, and when you sell, there's a big difference between the two. And therein lies the, the rub, if you will. So what's the genesis of Prop 19, and what are the, you know, the um, primary provisions of it? Well, you know, uh, the genesis of, of Prop 19 really kind of started a couple, three years ago when uh, we had the big wildfires in Northern California and a lot of people's homes burnt down. And as they went through the process of rebuilding their homes, they found that the local county assessor, because they rebuilt a new home, uh, those new rebuilt homes were being reassessed for new property tax basis. And a lot of property owners, a lot of homeowners, their tax bases doubled and tripled. And you know, it was really no fault of their, theirs that their home burned down. It was just something that happened. And so this came out of that where a lot of people were being reassessed on their property taxes. And so uh, this is, that's kind of the genesis of this. 
But the other two primary provisions of this are, which is allows the transfer of property tax values from one California to another for certain homeowners, and then the other limits the benefits of the transfer between parents and a child or a grandchild. All right, so the ability to transfer your property tax value from one home to the next is a huge deal, and that's what we're going to focus on this morning. Uh, this has been available in California for a while, but on a limited basis, I believe. I, think, I guess the burning question is, how does Prop 19 change the old rules? Proposition 19 uh, supersedes the old, rule, old rules, which limited this exemption to the sale and purchase of our primary residence within the same county or, or between certain counties, but only if the replacement property was equal or lesser value. Prior to Proposition 19, I think there were 12 or 13 counties of the 52 counties in the state of California that allowed that. Or if, for example, you lived in Los Angeles County, you could sell your property in Los Angeles County and buy another property in Los Angeles County of equal or lesser value and transfer that tax base or property tax base with you. And you could only do it one, one time in your lifetime. So Proposition 19 applies to homeowners who are over the age of 55 or severely disabled or someone whose home was substantially damaged by wildfire or natural disasters, such as an earthquake or something like that. Those homeowners may transfer the assessed value of their primary residence to a replacement primary residence. Now it's allowing them to buy a new home anywhere within the state within two years of the sale of their home, and they can do that up to three times in their lifetime. The old rules were once in a lifetime. So regardless of the value of the replacement property or the replacement residence, uh, but with adjustments in it to the new home, if the new replacement home is greater in value. Wow, that was a mouthful. That was definitely a mouthful. Um, let's take it one by one. This applies to the primary residence only, right? That hasn't changed. That's correct. And the old rules allowed the transfer of the assessed value within the county of the sold residence and on a limited basis from one county to the next. Now the transfer can be applied to the new primary residence in any county in the state, so you can go anywhere in the state? That's correct. All right, very good. And... The provision that the purchase and the sale must occur within two years of each other, that raises questions about timing. Do you have to sell first, or can you buy the replacement property before you sell the current property? Is that possible? And then what about selling before April and after April? Some believe that uh, the tax benefits under Proposition 19 apply to transfers where either the sale or purchase of the primary residence takes place prior to April 1st, 2021, as long as the sale or purchase takes place within two years on or after April 1st, 2021. Then there's others that have taken the position that both the sale and the purchase must occur on or after April 1st, 2021. So there's a bit of confusion there. The California Association of Realtors is seeking clarification on this issue. And that's our primary source of information at this particular point is the California Association of Realtors. Of course, we can't give you legal or tax advice, especially on an issue that is so 
being, you know, kind of, I don't want to say defined as we go through it, but um, we can't give you any definite answers. But if someone wishes to obtain the tax benefits of Proposition 19 for a transaction that closes prior to April 1st, 2021, whether it is buying or selling a property, they should seek the advice of a qualified California real estate attorney or a tax advisor within the state that would have and provide them more information on this issue. So if someone is in escrow right now and, and closing escrow before, you know, sometime in March, before April 1st, or if they have already sold, purchased or sold this year, um, it's kind of up in the air. We're not sure if that would qualify. But this point might become a moot point pretty quickly here. If you're going to be listing your home in the next uh, few days, you probably won't close or you could certainly orchestrate it so that you could close after um, April 1st. So it kind of could become a moot point pretty quickly here. Does that make sense? Is that Am I getting that right? Uh, it will. I think the only uh, questions that still need to be answered even after April 1st would be, well, what if I sold my home before April 1st? And I think we'll see some clarification on that either from the uh, county assessor's office throughout the state of California or through the state legislature. Okay. It's an ongoing saga, as, as most propositions are, as we iron things out. You also mentioned that uh, the transfer can now be exercised three times over your lifetime. It used to be just once, right? But now it's three? That's correct. Okay, that's kind of nice. And that in California, that's uh, entirely entirely possible. Uh, with yeah, the way especially as people right age now. and move and you know, different life yeah. changes. They may want to move you know, every two years, three years, five years. And 15-year period of time, they could take advantage of this um, many times over. Or even over 30 years, do it once every 10 years. But um, nevertheless, very powerful. So now the, the meat of the issue. Let's, let's walk through a couple of scenarios to illustrate how it affects the property tax bill itself. We'll get right down to the numbers here. There's two basic situations. One where the replacement home value is the same or lower than the home sold. And the other where the replacement value is higher than the home sold. How would it work in the first case where the replacement home value is the same or lower? Can we do a scenario? If the replacement home is of equal or lesser value of the original residence, the assessed value of the original residence will be transferred to the new residence, and that's the end of it. So let's say your home was assessed at a value at 400000 and you sell it for a million, and buy a replacement for a million or less, or 900000 or 500000 or whatever it would be, you can transfer your original $400,000 assessment value to your new residence. So the tax, the property tax on your new residence would be based upon the value of your old home or the assessed value of your old home. And that's pretty powerful because you might otherwise buy a million-dollar home and have it assessed at a million, and in this case, you take your $400,000 assessed value with you, so you have a $600,000 assessed value savings, which translates to $6,000 a year, roughly, 500 bucks a month. That's big money. That's substantial savings. Okay, so if the replacement home is of greater value, uh, there's only partial relief available. How does it work in that case? Give me a scenario on that. So in that case, uh, the homeowner who is over 55 sells their longtime primary residence for 
let's say 700,000. And at the time of the sale, it was assessed for 300,000. And a month later, they purchased a replacement property for 800,000. Since the value of the new replacement um, primary residence exceeds the value of the original home, the difference would be calculated and added to the transferred assessed value of the property. So in that scenario, it's 800000 minus 700000 equals $100,000 difference in the sales value. And then we've got the 300000 plus the new $100,000 assessed value between the, the sale value, that would equal 400000 So the added difference to the assessed value of the sold property. So the new assessed value of the replacement property would be 400000 so the tax would be based upon that new assessment of the replacement primary resident. Okay, that was that was that's a great scenario. People might want to rewind that and go through that again, but that's a perfect example. And in this case, instead of buying that eight hundred thousand dollar home and having an eight hundred thousand dollar assessed value, you end up with a four hundred thousand dollar assessed value through that calculation that Pete gave. And that's a $400,000 savings, which is $4,000 a year, roughly. That's big money, too. And you were able to move up to a more expensive home. And if you're moving to a less expensive county, that more expensive home is going to be a real jump in lifestyle. And yet you were able to take your lower assessed tax value with you. That's pretty cool. Exactly, yeah. And so all these changes in that, that regard, all these things that we've just uh, talked about, these scenarios, what's the anticipated response in the marketplace? What, what, uh, how's this going to kind of play out? You know, I think what we're going to see initially from this is we're going to see more homes available for sale as homeowners, baby boomers that finally sell their you know, big two-story home that they've had for years, that uh, they've had a low assessed value on it. Now they'll be able to take that low assessed value anywhere in the state of California. So they'll have a lot more options. You know, Dick, I talk to a lot of seniors, a lot of people that have owned their home 10, 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years. And one of the big reasons they don't want to sell the property is, well, if I sell this home that I've owned for years and buy another one, my property taxes are going to go up and they can't afford it. So this is a, a really a good, uh, good opportunity for people like that to be able to make that kind of move and retain their low tax base with them and take that to their new home. And, and it seems to me that one of the big, um, big provisions of it is the ability to go anywhere in the state because this was available to us for, for a long time, but we were very, very limited to where we could take that low assessed value. We could only do it you know, to a dozen counties. Now we can do it to, uh, what is it, all 52. Uh, that's a big part of it. It's going to give a lot of mobility that we didn't have before. Is that, am I getting that right? That's correct. That's a huge advantage in one of the primary aspects of the new provisions of Proposition 19. Okay. Well, the other provision of Prop 19 limits the benefits of the transfer of property between parents and children. So it's not related to the sale and purchase of a primary residence, but this, this part of it relates to the transfer of title between family members. Uh, we don't want to take time to go through scenarios and all this because there's just a myriad of different 
different things that could happen. But give us an idea of, of the new limits to these benefits. You know, okay, so I'm, I'm going to just read this. Just, here's a perfect example of uh, when to you know, contact a, a tax professional or a real estate attorney for assistance. But Proposition 19 changes the rules on the exemption from reassessment for intergenerational transfers by limiting the, limiting the exemption to the transfer of the primary residence to a child or grandchild only when the property continues to be, be used as the primary residence by the child or grandchild. And even then, if the difference between the taxable value and the value is too great, a partial increase in the new taxable value will be imposed. So there's a lot to it, um, but that's a big change. There are now limits to the value that can be transferred, whereas the old rules had no limit on the assessed value of the primary residence that was transferred from a parent to child or grandparent to grandchild. Okay, that's a big change. I used to be able to transfer it uh, vacation property and such, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, it didn't have to be primary residence. It could be anywhere in the state. Uh, so that's one of the big drawbacks of Proposition 19 is the intergenerational transfers and the limitations that can be done within those uh, intergenerational families. So all of this is happening on April 1st. Let's, uh, which is right around the corner. Which is it's going to be there before you know it. Let's recap uh, California Prop 19 real quickly. Go ahead. What are the bullet points again? So the, the bullet points on this is uh, this is um, for persons over 55 that allows moves anywhere in the state. So again, we talked about was very limited before. Now we can move anywhere in the state of California. It also allows for the purchase of a more expensive home where the prior uh, rules used to be equal or less value. And it also increased the number of times a homeowner can use these special rules to three times in a lifetime. The old rule used to be one. So those are the major uh, changes to that. And again, that will be starting April 1st, uh, 2021. So looking at all this, and as a recap, this is a great opportunity if you've owned a home for many years and have a low property tax base that you've been holding off selling your home or moving because of your concerns about buying a replacement property, which would cause a reassessment and higher property taxes, this is a great opportunity for you if you are a person in that situation. We do have some additional information on this at uh, www.prop19information.com. Or if you have any questions on this and would like to discuss this with me in person, don't hesitate to uh, give me a call. Again, it's Pete Wong, area code 626-278-4333. That is my mobile number. And I'd be more than happy to chat with you and explain to you in more detail on how to take advantage of these new tax saving advantages. And I, I gave a, a different website earlier. I gave the website of caprop19.org. What was that website you just cited? So prop19information.com. So a couple so of the CAR is California Association of Realtors. This is just an independent site giving independent information to homeowners out there. Gotcha. So plenty of resources. That's what we wanted to do today is give you a connection to information. And there you have it. And of course, uh, we don't know it all. Um, we just like to think we do. <laughs> but it's very important <laughs> that, you, uh, that you talk to an attorney 
uh, you know, tax professional or real estate attorney to uh, really kind of dissect what's going on here and how it might affect you and how your particular situation might uh, um, might need to be be laid out. Uh, so that's it for today. Pete, thank you very much for your time. It was all very, very informative. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate the opportunity, and hopefully uh, we can get this information out to people and people can start using this uh, to their advantage. And to our listeners, do not hesitate to call Pete or me for information anytime. We're always here to help. Have an excellent week, everyone. Take care. <laughs>